listen to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. They're wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta keep the world together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gon' do it like, like us? Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah. Hello, 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 and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Cree Robertson, alongside my sound man extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we're in the studio for episode 209. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah. Yes, sir. What's yes, sir. What's going on? You've been getting into anything interesting this week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, it was pretty dope shit. Um, Otto put me on to this uh, Pathfinder 5, I think. I think it's either 4 or 5. I can't remember, but that's been pretty fun. I've been checking out this past few days. It's like one of those RPGs that takes a lot uh, from like D&D. I think Pathfinder is an actual D&D model, yeah, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it is a module, yeah. So, yeah, it's like a it's a pretty pretty nice fleshed out video game version of that, but I'm only I'm not too far into it yet though, but I've been having fun. So, I also caught um Spider-Man. Nice, nice. And, and that was fucking just 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 spectacular. That was amazing. I, I could- I it's gonna be a while till I wa- uh, can actually watch it, so I figured I will just uh, indulge in the lore for now because I figure it's not gonna be easy to dodge spoilers for the next month or however long right. it takes for me to to watch it. So I figured, why try? I feel you, man. It's like I don't know. It's it, it was so like highly anticipated too that I just it's it's um it's definitely one of the ones that I wanted uh, movies I was looking for. Everything to I've heard about it makes me want to watch it more. So it doesn't really you know what I mean? Like, oh my goodness, it was really great. Like there's I, I really only have like one complaint about the movie. Everything else about the movie was just amazing. So spoilers, we can talk about it. So we'll give the spoiler alert early if you're gonna talk if you want to get into it. Um, uh, yeah, the 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 movie's like. Super dope. They they drop first of all. It is a huge MCU like uh, uh, info dump. Not really huge, but they drop a lot yeah. of important inf- uh, MCU mm-hmm. information. That, like, um, uh, definitely spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't heard it. And I know we said it already, but like important shit. So one, um, excuse me. They confirmed that Doctor Strange is no longer the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah. Which, when you think about it, it makes sense because he was snapped away like right in front of our mm-hmm. very eyes in um, uh, Avengers One. At that point, a Sorcerer Supreme did not exist, so yeah. one needed to fill the role. So that fell to Mr. Wong, so you got the official confirmation of that. Then you also got... Oh, so Wong? Yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When You find out about that when, when they first walk in and where Spider-Man meets Doctor Strange for the first time in his movie. Um, and then there's the other super important information, which is uh, Charlie Cox mm-hmm. is in the MCU as Daredevil. And that that, oh, yes. that scene was fucking sick. That was a super dope scene. I like how I, I like how it it was such a simple thing that they did, but it was so lit. Like he shows up and he pretty much like hand waves away the whole Mysterio murder situation. And he was like, But you still have the other problem of your, your general reputation in the city. And he was like, Well, how am I gonna do that? He was like, You're gonna need a, need a really good lawyer. <laughs> yeah. And then like, um at this point, part Spider Man is like public enemy number one, so people kinda hate half of New York it is pretty much um, J. Jonah Jameson, and they hate him. Mm-hmm. And the other half is like, no, we love Spider-Man. So, um, like, right as he's talking to Matt Murdock, somebody throws a brick into his fucking house, and Matt Murdock, without looking, just catches that shit with his, out of his hand. And he's like, how'd you do that? I'm a really good lawyer. I was like, yeah. okay, why did I see you? 
But that was uh, that was super fresh. I really like Hannibal mm-hmm. Barris's character in there. Yeah. Like I don't know if you remember Hannibal Barris has always not been a fi- fan of Spider Man. He's always been shitting on him. No, and I've never. Well, I'm sure I've heard his jokes about him before, but it never stuck out to me. Yeah, I didn't notice it either when I was watching the um, honest trailers. They have the the two hour supercut of all their M- mm-hmm. um, MCU trailers. And um, in Homecoming, they showed Hannibal Burris, and he was, like, yelling at Spider-Man, saying shit like, murder or some shit like that. I don't remember what it was. But when he comes back to school and everyone knows him, um, J.B. Smooth and the other uh, actor who was the the guidance counselor from their field trip, Mm -hmm. they're all sort of, like, sucking up to him. And it's like, oh, thank you for coming back to school, Mr. Spider-Man, sir. Thank you. You know, they're kind of, like, sucking up to him like they're afraid of him and shit. Meanwhile, Hannibal Burris is back. It's like, I know you did it. He's just like, yo, I believe none of that shit. Murder. Damn, gave him the Cosby treatment. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And that shit was it, it was a it was a pretty nice touch. But um, the only big thing in the movie that uh I don't like is how the inciting incident like unfolds, right? So basically, um, they're all trying to get into MIT, and mm-hmm. all being Spider, uh, Peter Parker, Ned, and um, MJ, they're all trying to get into MIT after his identity gets revealed them being revealed as his associates and best friend, they they don't get accepted. So that's what spurs him on to go to Doctor Strange because he's like, damn, it's fucked up that they got to be punished for some shit that I did. Mm-hmm. So that's when he goes and he's like, yo, can you make them forget? And he was like, uh, yeah, for sure. I do it. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, cuzzo. It was more or less like that chill. Like he was like, yo, can you turn back time so people don't remember? And he's like, oh, I got the time stone, but I'll do you one better. Damn, I'm gonna slip them all a mega roofie. Feel me? I'm just gonna make them forget. Damn, and meanwhile, yeah, bro, um, he slipped everybody a forget me not. That's fucked up. And th- it's actually a little bit different from the trailers. Wong doesn't actually try to talk him out of it. That as hard he doesn't say don't cast that spell. He's just just like um, he's just like I don't know if that's a good idea. At which point, uh, Strange is like, yo, you remember that fucking party up in whatever that place it is? He's like, no. He's like, exactly. I was like. Wong's just like, I'm packing my bags, opening a portal, I'm out and getting the fuck out of here. This ain't got nothing to do with me. Damn. That's pretty much Wong's reaction to that whole thing. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Exactly. <laughs> this shit, I'm out. <laughs> but, like, the only thing I think is pretty do- goofy is, like, it's just kind of, like, exactly as it unfolds in, in the in the trailer. He's like, I was like, all right, bro, I'll cast you the spell. And then Spider-Man's like, wait, does that mean everyone's going to forget? Make MJ remember. He's like, all right. Don't do that again. And he started casting the spell again. He's like, wait, but what about Ned? And they was like, all right, I'm telling you, stop. And then he does, and he does this, recast the spell again. And then Spider-Man does that again. for, And I'm like, really? And that, that um, him recasting the spell, I think he said like six times, caused the spell to go out of control. And so he had to contain it in that little cube. And that's what that cube in the um, uh, uh, previews is. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, that's the only part that I was thinking is, like, bro, you couldn't, like, stop the spell completely and be like, all right, figure it out, and when you're done, let's work it together. Like, come on, bro. Like, but beyond that, that's that's literally my only gripe about the movie. Yeah. Only. Like, that's it. The whole idea that you're going to interrupt magical incantations is pretty ballsy. Like, I know you've been to space. Right. I know you're Spider-Man. I get all of that. This is magic, bro. I mean, I'll like, even, I would never I'll even give you the, the, the ignorance <clears throat> on the first try. Right, six times though. Six times, like this thing just kept like. I, I, you deserve I, for your reality and arrival. After the second now. time, I'd have been like, "All right, bro, figure it out." And let I know, me and then, know and, who you and are. then this doctor, it's, it's incumbent on Doctor Strange to be like, "You're playing." with Yeah, because you're the bro. expert, my nigga. You've yeah. done this before. 
Over a, 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 He's a, dumb a kid. drinking party, apparently. His, his mistakes are forgivable. Doctor Strange, you're the Sorcerer Supreme, bro. You're she not better really. So you're not. Sure. You're not allowed to make those kind of mistakes. But you know that brings in all the all the villains from the other. Apparently, the the way the movie explains it is instead of making everyone forget about Spider Man, the out of control started bringing people from other realities who knew Peter Parker is Spider Man. So that's what made his um villain start coming back, and they were all like, of course, you know, Doc Ock is the first person that shows up, and he's like, how with this magic, bro, (laughs) bro? I would never use magic if I knew that the byproduct could be that it just fucking brings bad guys from alternate dimensions. Like, nah, bro, don't do that shit, dude. (laughs) Feel me? It's like I guess that's what Wong meant. (laughs) Yeah, it's like um, Wong meant when he said, "I don't know if this is a good idea." Yeah, that's why you got to sit there and listen to all the side effects when they're describing the spells to you. You know what I mean, bro? Those fucking commercials must be like days long, right? For magic, bro. Magic disclaimers. I can only imagine. But um, the fights with the with the villains were pretty pretty fucking dope. Yeah, and um. I actually really like the arc. Uh, you know, I'm I'm an adult, so I think Spider Man's an idiot. But I totally understand that whole thing, right? Like, um, he pretty much uh Doctor Strange is like, yo, all these guys gotta go back because they're fucking up our reality. They gotta go back. Pretty much, right? And he's just I'm just trying to fix this as quickly as possible. But Spider Man finds out that more or less everybody who shows up kinda dies fighting Spider Man and if they go back, they're going back to their death. So he's like, yo, I got to do something to help them. And Dr. Strange is like, not my problem. <laughs> not my problem. Yeah, nah, B. I don't know. I don't know if that's where my sympathies lie, bro. Nah, like, I hear you. Like, he's oh, like, y'all about yo. to go back and fight this nigga and die? He's like, uh, yeah, it's great for the six of them, but all of reality is breaking apart. So uh, give me the box. And that's why they end up fighting and they do the super cool mirror dimension thing. And shout out to Spider-Man because he beats Doctor Strange with magic. I mean, with math. So that was pretty impressive. Like Doctor Strange started like fractal fractaling the entire like the reality and shit, mm-hmm. and his webs couldn't connect and all that stuff. And Spider-Man was like, "Oh, this is some sort of blah 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 geometry." And if you just figure this out and this thing out, and then he started like figuring out how to connect the fractals to make them actually stick. And he traps them in that dimension, steals the box, and. Goes off to try to fix all the villains. She was bad, yeah. It was it was really it was pretty dope. I was like, all right, I would have never that that would have totally worked on me, man. Yeah, I would have done, got man. You would have got me, Doctor Strange. <laughs> A math based fucking magical effect. You got me, bro. You win, Doc. And then um oh man the 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 villains were just so amazing. Like Willem Dafoe is fan fucking tastic, right? Like. He's really dope because, you know, he always had the thing where he's fighting with the duality of um of uh, the Green Goblin and Norbert Osborn. And I, I won't really spoil anything about that because I think that part is just so really awesome that you got to experience that. I mean, the whole movie is awesome, but super shit like that, like, you got to experience it because performance is amazing. Speaking of performance, man, like, everybody all around is just, superb like mm-hmm. you know what i mean like everybody everybody was so there's just some really amazing emotional scenes Andrew in this Garfield movie and, uh, uh, that is that's probably that was the best one since i mean since you threw it out there i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and set it like there, there's a point where um of course you know you always gotta throw the spider-man love interest off of a high building of some sort of course that's where they all belong yeah <laughs> 
and free for all from um, oh man and, that was a Gwen Stacy joke my bad <laughs> and because of Gwen Stacy you know um Andrew Garfield he didn't he couldn't save his love interest so that burden was still there and mm-hmm. when um uh MJ was tossed off in this movie both of the other Spider-Mans were preoccupied so Andrew Garfield was the one that saved her and that simple little like no no word performance of that relief on his face when he catches MJ MJ and the mm-hmm. end it's just it's like oh man it was it was be- that alone is worth the price of admission it, it's yeah i got to I, I look it's forward beautiful. to that so wait did she fall in love with the alternate dimension uh, <laughs> spider-man and nah. now she fucking all of them she only has eyes for holland man. Oh, okay. she only has eyes for oh, holland but she only has eyes for a real man <laughs> Y'all, y'all been rewrote, bro. Dude, did you ever see that clip online of Tom Holland uh, going, uh, "Oh yeah, my favorite game is Uncharted," and now he's the face That's of Uncharted. Hilarious. And he goes, "They were like, yo, who do you think is the prettiest woman in in Hollywood right now?" He goes, "Zendaya." And now he's dating <laughs> Zendaya, and they're like, you know, in about ten years, I'll be in a Spider Man movie, and then he's in a Spider Man movie. I'm like, yo, all right, my nigga, talk That's about speaking hilarious. it into existence. Yeah, I remember they have the picture of him holding up his first Spider Man costume, but it's like some. Some little joint from when he was a little kid and shit. He's been it's great he's that been he's deep existed. in it for a while. He's existed in the video era, so all of that was caught on clip. Yeah. Apparently, all of that was caught on video and, and, and provable. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, there's a whole timeline awesome. of that shit online. Simulu did something similar too, because apparently way back when he tweeted to Marvel, he was like, Yo, when y'all gonna do an Asian based super superhero movie or some shit like that and like uh something like five years later he got to part to play Shang Chi. But yeah, Spider Man, the the whole the the tri Spider Man, the trifecta of Spider Man, the whole of Spider-Man. scene was dope. Oh, it was the their back and forth, the, the conversation where they have about when they find out um Toby Maguire has organic web shooters. <laughs> yeah, that's so. It's gotta be weird. Like, that's how right. do you do that? And yeah, then that's right. like, I mean, I don't want to pry in case it's really personal, you know. But but we can't do that, so we were just kind of wondering, like, does it come out anywhere else? <laughs> Love that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, they have some really good Spider banter in there. It's pretty lit. That's awesome. And the reason why the Spider Men show up is also like really really good. And and um, yeah, the third act fights is dope, man. It and helps that all three of them are really good. Actors too. Definitely, 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 definitely. And the way the movie ends is just is like is really good. The movie movie be can't speak. The movie basically ends rebooting Spider Man and completely removing him from the MCU. So basically, the resolution at the end of the movie, he ends up saving most of the villains, but you know he, mm. he can't save everybody. Some people he can't save them all. Some people are assholes. And um, saved them. at the end, they don't be saved. <laughs> the spell is going super out of control. And so the <laughs> only way to stop, stop it, he was like, yo, what if everybody forgets who Spider-Man is? And it was like, Doctor Strange is like, there's no exceptions. He's just like, that means that you're just like gone. No one ever knew you. Nothing like that. And he was like, that's fine. If that causes everything to go back to normal, then do that. Damn. Well, you got to sacrifice, bro. Yo, talk about accepting the fucking consequences of, of your, your actions, actions at some yeah. point like you can fight to try to quote unquote make your actions right but at some point you're gonna have to accept that what you did has consequences and you're gonna exactly. have to what own those consequences and it it's it's a real shame when those consequences end up with your life 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Or like someone else's. You know, you know what I mean? Like that's a, that's a that's that's in this Marvel's uh, cinematic universe. Yes, it's a it's a magical spell, but that's a very uh, real sentiment that I could uh, commiserate. Yeah, and he gave up everybody, man. Like yeah. they they did the fuck the scene at the end where they were like, oh. Oh yeah, you know, once the spell is over, we'll reunite and we'll get back together and we'll go to MIT and we'll be friends. And he came back to like the coffee shop and we had a conversation and MJ didn't even know who he was and shit. And in the end he decided not to he just he ended in the end he decided to leave it as such. So he goes off by himself to a new apartment and he's just like all alone and he doesn't have the super tech anymore. It's a like a silk um, Spider-Man costume so, or right. like he a cop suit. He don't got no tech because mm-hmm. uh, I guess uh, nobody at Stark remem- remembers him. Nope. Yo, Magic Yo, magic nope. is the worst thing in the MCU ever, he bro. Got nobody, right? Oh, there was a really awesome scene where um, the three Spider-Man were fighting and it wasn't going so well. And um, they they reconvene. And I mean, like, it was a right, six guys. on three, so that's not the word. You know what I mean? <laughs> Give them some credit. But they were like, all right, guys, we got to do better. It was like, all right, I'm gonna be the leader on because I've been I've been a part of a team before. And it was like I don't want to brag or anything, but I've been in the Avengers. And the Tobey Maguire Spider was like, "Wow, the Avengers! That's amazing! What what is that?" <laughs> and then he's just like, "Uh, I don't have time to explain right now, but trust me, it's super cool." Wow. But it's it's really the Spider Banter is really dope. Um, I love how they I love how they, they manage to sequester what information each one has in each universe. Like because yeah. they obviously don't all share information, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Oh my god, there was one where they were talking about um the villains that they fought and um Toby McGuire's like, Oh, I fought this alien that was like a black goo and Spider Man was like, Oh, I fought a black uh, a blue alien and a purple alien in outer space. And Andrew Garfield's like, oh, I fought a Russian guy in a in a Rhino costume. <laughs> Damn. I mean, he was pretty dangerous. <laughs> Shit. But he was like, oh. Yeah, Andrew Garfield definitely got the the short end of the Rogues Gallery. He did, for sure, for sure. Because he only got two movies, you know. All the other ones got three. You know, but he did have Electro and Lizard Man. So Electro was pretty Lizard, fresh. So, you know, he he had some good with Vulture. Wait, was that Andrew Garfield? Andrew Garfield was just not yeah, Vulture. No, that was um. They teased the Vulture in his universe. They teased the Sinister Six in his universe, but it never. Yeah, they, 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 they teased Scorpion. Yes. And I wanted to see Scorpion because I would love to they see. They teased Scorpion in the CG MCU Scorpion. too. I'm sorry. They teased Scorpion in the MCU too. The guy that speaks to that's right. Um, uh, Juggernaut uh, in, uh, in Deadpool. Not Juggernaut. Oh. Um. Fucking the vulture, the guy that speaks the vulture oh, in the okay. MCU in at no the, the post credit scene. Yes, far from far from far from far from second homecoming. Those names are in those homecoming. Names are way too, oh, homecoming. Okay, yeah. In in homecoming, at the in the, the post credit scene, the dude with the scarred up face that um, that's right. Yeah. Says, oh, you know who Spider Man is now? That is Mac Gargan, who is supposed to be the Scorpion. I think they they progressed too too far past that uh, those kind of villains. He's he's def- unless they're gonna like have See, Daredevil fight him or something. Oh, that would be a really good idea. But that's also the beauty of the multiverse, you know what I mean? Like now you could just be like, oh, that dude just snapped away, bro. He never came back. Or he <laughs> Or when he snapped back, he he got snapped back in the middle of traffic or some shit. And those on, I wonder if it. there's an eventual Thanos snap in all of those because you know how it would be cool if that phrase where he kept saying. I'm inevitable. Kind of was a reference that in all the multiverses, there's a Thanos trying to do this, and mm-hmm. they just happen at different times. 
That would be dope. And, and he's just the, the best version of Thanos yeah, out he's there. Only, he's one of the first ones to actually achieve it. Mm-hmm. It's just a really rare occurrence for a Thanos to, to actually snap away uh, half the universe. I was I was thinking about something along the lines of That'd be that dope. the other day. But, but yeah. Spider-Man was hella dope, man. Like fucking 9 out of 10. Easy. I'm looking forward to Easy, it. I can't wait to see it. And at the other end of the spectrum, I also saw Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. Bet you didn't oh. know that was out. No, I did I not. I didn't know that. It's been out for two months. And Two months? Uh, Well, it's been out for at least a month. Let me double check. I, okay, I'm a little, <laughs> I was a little bit surprised because only because I've been binging Resident Evil lore uh, lately. Like last week I did, I binged the whole timeline of Resident Evil from 1800s to 2030, 20, wherever the storyline ends. And so, um, yeah, I figured that they were posting those in reference to when the next Resident Evil right? thing was dropping. Jesus. Uh, yeah, it, it re- was released on November 24th, 2021. Okay, so over a month ago. Yeah. And, um... Okay, it, two it, months, it, I was like, damn, uh, dude, I'm just sleeping. It was not good. Not no, it good. wasn't? Mm-mm. Um, what, this movie is, this is a... Yes, they're doing a retelling of Resident Evil 1, one. and 2, the movie. Not really... Uh. And they do... It's fairly faithful, as in there's a lot of... Um, the set pieces from the games and stuff are represented pretty accurately in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem with the movie is it's just like... It's just poorly written, man. It's just like, ah, oh, geez. You know, gosh, that's and I, in my opinion, I, I feel like that's the hardest part to get right when it comes to any kind of production where you have that much dialogue that's, that that could be dialogue driven. Yeah. Oh my goodness, it's so hard to write good dialogue. It's. I find oh that it's God. a common failing. Even when you can get the visuals right, the dialogue be just bad a lot of times. Yeah, the casting for at least Wesker was really weird. You remember, um. Uh, Gorilla Buddy from uh, Umbrella Academy. Yeah, he was he who he's the actor oh, they got oh, to play oh, Wesker oh, in this one. one. Yeah, number one. Is that who the swell buddy is? I don't remember. What yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The one who he sent to the moon. Yes, yes, that's the one. So the nigga go sit down. He he's the one that plays. That's fucked Wesker. up, right? When you gotta go sit down on the moon. <laughs> that was. <funny. laughs> yeah, your dad puts you in timeout on the moon, bro. That means you fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Lots of gangster shit. Yo, that dude was such an asshole. But yeah. But um, Hargraves. Yeah. Um they had poor Leon. Leon is the butt of all jokes in this one for some inexplicable reason. He's Leon? The, yeah, he's like the son of the rich guy rookie who got his job, who got kicked. Leon the stars agent? Exactly, yeah. The, the super cool Leon, yes. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying super to... Super cool I'm, Leon, I'm, yes. Who interpreted that character yes. that way? <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like the loser cop who shot somebody in the ass, and that's why he was sent to the boonies in Raccoon City. Yeah. Why are they rewriting the fucking story? All right, I'm not even going to get frustrated. It was bad. You said it was bad. I should have expected Awful. it to be bad. It, I mean, you know what sort of tipped me off was the fact that, just like you, I didn't know this movie existed prior to like two days ago. Did not know this movie existed. I was like, oh, shit, there's a new Resident Evil movie? I'm definitely checking it out. Because even though I'll be the first one to admit that the old Resident Evil movies with Mila Jovovich aren't the best movies ever, but I oh, still love those they're, movies. They're middling movies at yes, best. Absolutely. They're middling, but they're not bad. I love, still love the movies. I've seen most of those movies multiple times. As long as you remain above the five mark for me, I can watch you and not feel bad about myself in the end. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, And all of those movies that. were fives and above. You know? And so... Yeah, those Mila Jovovich movies had great action Hell in them. Yeah. Great CG. Awesome replay value. Even um, even if it's just mindless zombie killing, I still love them. But yeah, um, 
they they were they were they were paving the road for modern Resident Evil story. And so they it was a different type of thing. They weren't playing as much with with storyline. They could take liberties and do stuff like that. Um mm-hmm. because they had already diverged from the video games. Yeah, they were doing their own thing. You know, why they would make a movie hearkening back to the original game and rewrite the characters that were already successful makes no fucking sense. In Why are addition, you remaking it then? The movie is an hour and 47 minutes long, and you're combining the events of two video games into an wow. hour and a half, bro. I watched—the last two movies I watched were both over two hours long, and, and yeah, they told a single complete story. This one's trying to tell two in mm-hmm. under two hours? Mm-hmm. You know, they could stop doing that. They can. They could stop. They, they can should. stop uh, doing that they whenever should. they want. They can stop disrespecting people's ability to sit down and press the pause button if it's too long. You know what I mean? Just make it however long you need to tell your story, please. And then I will meter it out. Don't worry. Don't worry. If you put it all out in one movie, I will not forget where my pause button is. <laughs> I will be able to reload it back. My I, streaming service. I can keep up with it. it. I promise. I swear to God, I can do it. You know what I mean? Like I just just make what you make what you got to make. This clearly was just. I think they needed to do something with the IP. Probably. If that's Probably. what it feels like, because that because this doesn't. I, you could take that off. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> it's hard to look at. It's hard to even look at because you know that they weren't serious about this when they put it together. Yeah, we got a five point two out of ten on IMDb and a twenty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So. Even though Ryan Tomatoes be kind of oddball with They do their, be sus sometimes. They be but, super sus. But know, um sometimes when everybody shit on you, like yeah. you know, it's it's hard, when, it's hard when to blame Rotten Tomatoes at that point. When the when the Rotten Tomatoes score and the Metacritic score match up, then you know it's like, all right, that's it's, you. It's not a conspiracy, that's motherfucker. You. <laughs> it is not a conspiracy, I promise you. It's you. But um, I think yeah, that's all I that's all I did and um yeah, played a pretty cool one shot this weekend. But Oh, you haven't watched Don't it. Look Up yet? No, I didn't oh, get a chance. So I was gonna, I was gonna play it today, but we had a one shot that ran a little longer than I expected. Oh man! Well, I, I'm gonna talk about. I, I'm pretty sure you'll watch it. Regardless. Yeah, yeah, I'll see it this weekend for sure. But um, yeah, you know, th- I was really interested to see what the uh, that there even was media backlash against this movie, especially with as many video games and movies that have been coming out with like really, really on the nose interpretations of of contemporary events mm-hmm. you could tell like they actually have something out against david sirota like they well he was so david sirota if you don't know is a uh, popular online pr- uh, personality in the political uh punditry sphere and he uh was i think i think most popularly known for being part of bernie sanders's 2016 campaign i want to say um all of that, you know, he, he he's a politically mindful person. I don't abhor him the way I abhor most people on the left um, in America, uh, mainly because they're just disingenuous. He he seems to genuinely because he calls to account both sides. You know what I mean? He holds the the Democratic establishment and the Democratic Democratic Progressive Caucus to 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 just as much task as the the republicans in the right and so you know i'll give them i'll give them the credit for that you know i generally can't take too much of the banter uh when it comes to 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 politics anymore but you know 
I got to give him uh, credit where it's due. Now, he's the, the uh, I think, the primary writer on this. Like, he wrote the storyline um, and the, 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 the main arc of, of the screenplay. And the backlash on this seems to squarely be based on him because the majority of the people who are uh, who are levying complaints about the movie are dry snitching on themselves because <laughs> they keep they oh you know the movie's about climate change the movie's about a comet hitting Earth by the way and so people are like yeah you know it's a really bad commentary on climate change and it's like but that's not even what the movie is <laughs> like if. <laughs> If you're not going to interface with the actual metaphor being used, then you're definitely not going to know where it's going. You know what I mean? Like, it, it was just I mean, a so lot of bad Greenland, faith arguments. But you ain't saying nothing then. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's a lot of bad faith arguments, you know. Um, yo, I'm, surpri- I'm really surprised at how many people are big mad at the fact that the billionaire wasn't the hero. <laughs> and And it really is very revelatory to me um that people really do think that Kalel is going to come and fix the American government for them. They really believe that Superman's about to save them. Like that whole like and and it's because they were taught very young to believe in make-believe things mm-hmm. and then it was reinforced in the same place that was trying to teach them about world, the real world they live in. And so I, I just think that Americans are particularly soft to the idea that somehow things are going to get better, right? Because they're not, they're not. They're really not. And honestly, <laughs> if we keep on letting this corrupt, terrible, capitalistic entity just latch on to the, the edifices in our uh, society, i.e. the government designed to keep us safe and to help us, when the when the comet comes, they're gonna dip and leave us fucking here. You know what I mean? To deal with the fallout of what happens. You know what I mean? And it's really, really fucked up. You know? And 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 it I think it's really telling because I I think one of and and I think that they did a pretty good job of pointing out that this is an important idea being presented. So <clears throat> at one point so I want to go into spoiler alert territory. So at one point in the movie, uh, the scientists get an audience with the president and they're going to let the president know what the dangers, they, you know, president's going to mobilize and that's going to, they're going to get to safety. So they're in the, the lobby waiting to meet with the president and there's a, a representative from the department of defense there. And so, he goes, Oh, you guys. All right. I know you had a long flight here. I'll go to the kitchen and get you guys some snacks. He goes, brings them back some snacks. He's like, man, they charge an arm and a leg in there. $10 a piece should be fine. Um, and it's three of them. And it's like some waters and chips. And he's like, so it's 30 bucks he collects from them. One of the guys only has a 20 so he ends up getting $40 yeah, from them. You know what I mean? For these, these chips and water. And it is whatever. They go. Uh, they have to wait longer. It ends up, it's nighttime. He ends up having to bail he's like yo duty calls you guys you know when you eventually get this audience someone will be here to you know to represent the department of defense he leaves the girl eventually one of the scientists eventually goes to the kitchen to get more snacks and so she grabs them 
And she asks the lady, where do I pay for these? And he goes, what are you talking about? This stuff is free. It's a White House kitchen. <laughs> and she's like, wait a second. The snacks are free? And for the whole movie, I mean, she must have brings, she brings it up at least three or four more times at <laughs> random points in the movie. Like, yo, you know this nigga charge? I mean, she didn't say that, obviously. It's Jennifer Lawrence. She goes, I don't understand why the general charged us for those snacks. The man's a five-star decorated general. His his plate, his 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 flag plate on his chest is too big. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the guy's a millionaire. He's rich beyond any of what we know. You know what I mean? He he needs for nothing. This man has clout beyond clout, and he robs us. He lies to us and steals money from us. Yeah, not everybody robs because they need it. And that's the thing that the fucking public is missing about all of these people at the top. Sometimes they're just stealing from you because yeah. of the power play, mm -hmm. because you're fucking weak, and they can take from good. you, and it feels good to take from you because they're sick people, and they're gonna take from you, and you don't lose sleep over it. Stop giving them the chance to take from you. Pretty much. Stop and 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 understand these are sick people, and stop relying on them. And every time we give them the opportunity to take advantage of us, they will. Till the point where we're fucking dead. When the asteroid hits, we're still, we're in our homes pretending like life will be going on the next day because fuck it. What is facing the apocalypse? What are we going to do? Yell at it? If, <laughs> if the apocalypse is here, then I'm, then why the fuck stop what I'm doing now? Right? You know what I mean? Like, and I don't want to face the end times that way. If we have a chance to do something about it, I'd rather we take it than let these fucking sociopaths, you know what I mean, direct us away from any kind of semblance of reasonable, you know, action into the future. You dig? You know what I mean? That's not crazy talk. But they did a great job of showing that in this movie. These guys are fucking sociopaths, and they will steal from you. They, it doesn't matter. They're trillionaires. These guys are, are billionaires. Like, they talk about the Billionaire's Boys Club. There's literally a Billionaire's Boys Club. And 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 they will still steal from you. They still won't pay their workers. You know what I mean? I mean, that's how they got rich. It's part of why they don't do it. I get it, but they won. That's what I'm saying. Like, dude, that, people, that's the part that makes it. A lot of people miss the fact that rich people have the money partly because a they don't spend a lot of it. And they get it for free. They get everything and B, for free because they take a lot of it. <laughs> yeah, they, they they take it. They they exploit labor and they don't pay for most of the things that they have to. That they have to. Mm -hmm. You know the. The whole concept of the more I buy, the cheaper I get it favors the rich. You know what I mean? Like, just a very – but anyway, that's 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 onto itself. The people who we have promoted to the top are sociopaths, and they're sociopaths feeding off of the same shitty ideology. You know what I mean? And there's, there's, there, there's so much to take away from that one little plot thread. There's so many little plot threads that – if you you can look into them because they're meant to be looked into, you know what I mean. They're 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 allegorical to psychology, which make them amenable to crit, uh, critique. And so, yeah, I I thought that that was a really good point. Um, the kind of uh the kind of uh nascent spirituality that Timothy Chalamet's character uh, Yule represents, um, it's endearing but ultimately pacifying. It, that's the problem. It's like his spirituality absolutely gave a lot of solace to people around him when it would surface, but in the end caused him never to do anything fucking meaningful with his life. <laughs> and so 
it was um yeah it, it, that was another great plot uh, line that that came up and if you stay for the uh for the post post creds it was hilarious so uh, at the end of the movie you know so so the whole premise is is that the comet's coming we got six months they finally convinced the president this is dangerous because everyone around the world is starting to get wind of the of the data and like yo holy shit so they're they're like and so the president has to acknowledge it they mobilize just as they're about to set no 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 they've sent the 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 um the shuttles to try to go deflect it uh deflect the the asteroid mm-hmm and uh, the the Bill Gates slash Elon Musk slash Tim Cook slash uh, ultra billionaire Bloomberg stand-in guy, the guy who's like the the hyper capitalist, convinces the president that it's better to let the uh, asteroid get closer and let him send out his proprietary drones to dismember the uh, the asteroid and put it into smaller meteoroids and orbit around Earth so they can uh, mine it. And he's got all the math, he's got all the science, boom. So they literally firing the rockets and, you know, they they abort the mission and they give them this chance. So, you know, as it gets closer, the, 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 uh, the asteroid is hurtling towards Earth and, you know, they try to, they try to blow it apart and, you know, that's, it's a very complex maneuver, bro. It doesn't go perfectly. You know, needless to say, there's a lot of destruction involved. <laughs> and, it, and the funny part is, is that everyone ditches the, the control room at the end uh, when, they, when they realize, like, ah, this probably isn't going to end well. And at the very, very end, the only person that survives is the person who stayed in the control room. <laughs> I was like, see, man, if y'all would have just had everyone come to you and bunker down in this clearly very secure place, yeah, it would have been all right, but everyone fled like rats. Panic will do that. Yep. And and once again, another really interesting allegory that in the end, the person who hunkers down and doesn't panic and, and holds the course to the plan that was set for them is probably the person who's going to end up surviving in the end. Not the way they want to. They're going to be in a fucking terrible world, but they're going to be the ones who make it to the other side, unfortunately. Yeah, so many great salient um, uh, just lessons to be taken from that movie. And absolutely indicative of of the people who are hating against it, you know? I, 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 I'm really surprised. I didn't think that they would so bold-facedly uh, show, show their hand. And when I say they, I mean people like... Uh, so like mainstream medium, you got CNN because they, they they satirized CNN and their coverage of of uh, disasters like this, and you know so they actually are they have anchors on air saying all oh, the movies a waste of time and I'm like damn that that's how you feel thanks for the free publicity y'all I appreciate it, that like they ain't gonna There's strike some people that would have never saw my shit but thanks to you like, giving me all I'm, that free that, sub that's why I don't get about them like if you're that mad at it you should have realized the best thing you could have done is just not say anything about it you know what i mean like by by giving it negative press you you would have been better off saying that you liked it because that'll drive people away from it who don't think that you're credible you know what i mean but yeah it's not i think that it was is pretty poor taste for them to to publicly talk out against 
someone's opinion of how they think. And it was funny because Tyler Perry, man, man, I don't know what it is about. I, it's that man's lips that makes me want to punch his face. It's his, it's his whole cheek structure and lips is just very punchable to me. But boy, man, he played the shit out of that part. Gosh, man, he played the he played the 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 uh, Michael Strahan character, <laughs> and man, did he play that well? Because I have a feeling that behind the scenes, Michael Strahan is a son of a bitch. He is not that nice guy that he portrays on the Good Morning TV. He is so affable and amenable, and just he's all the amicable words. You know what I mean? He's <laughs> he's he's all those words that mean friendly and warm on air. But I'm telling you, man, behind the scenes, I'm pretty sure he's 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 dog walking those hoes. But um, yeah, dude, fucking, I thought that they did a great job of um of representing all of the disparate uh disparate uh, entities that would be uh represented in the end times but yeah no nah, the media backlash definitely says more about the media than about the movie the movie was amazing but yeah we'll move on from that into some of these here topics so uh yeah did so evidently there is a video game um there's a video game workers union that was started in 2021 that i was unaware of until very recently yes, good for you guys yeah and so um maybe that might be something that as a as a voice actor if you ever get some you know if you ever want to get work in there uh uh doing roles in games that might be something you want to look into because that's a that that's a great asset now i'm not i am not the person who will advise you to walk into a union situation with your eyes closed not all unions are created equal. Not all unions uh, are successful at allocating union dues, to say the least. And so, yeah, I, w- I would America. say you shouldn't go anywhere with your eyes closed. No, but people do it, boy. But anyway, um, yeah, definitely. Um, I want. I can't wait to 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 do some more research on on this particular union because um, I'm not sure where it's active in what states that it's active, but. If that shit is active on the West Coast, I think that that's something that that could be hugely beneficial in the coming years, because as more and more um, employees start to feel empowered to leave these really, really toxic workplaces, the unionization effort is is going to become more and more empowered. Um, If the people see and this is going to be up to the union to to make its structure open to grabbing up a lot of these unemployed um people in the game design field um i don't know how they would manage to do to do that because of course being part of a union does require the payment of union dues and trying to recruit unemployed people into an organization that requires dues is particularly difficult um but they they have to find um, interesting ways like I remember when I was recruiting I uh, for the union um, down in Long Beach at the warehouse we would we would allow people to to do their dues uh, after their probation so we would allow people to accrue their dues and I would I you know we had an escrow account that we would have funds set aside it wasn't a huge amount because union dues aren't really that expensive but we would allow people to uh, to uh, accrue um, their union dues over their probationary period. That way, they wouldn't be, 
you know, a lot of them, you know, wouldn't have the money up front to take care of that. But it was a good paying union job. So it didn't take long for them to get into a place where they could pay those those dues. So that 90 days to, to six months that it would typically take, depending on the position, wasn't a big deal. You know what I mean? I wonder if they could do something like that. You know, there's definitely structures that 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 they can do if they're open to to trying to court that particular um, workforce, because that particular workforce is going to be the backbone. Um, it's going to be the you know, the the kind of foot soldiers that that are going to mobilize for when other, you know, um, other sectors of the the industry that the union covers need mobilization you know they're, they're the people who have time on their hands they got time today <laughs> but yeah that's the benefit of the union you know it gives somebody something to do all the time whether you're working directly for what you're doing or you're working towards you know union goals it's all productive you know but yeah i thought that that was real interesting moving on from that in other news did you see this tesla is recalling 475,000 vehicles. Damn. Dude, I'm I didn't see their 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 sales numbers for the past couple of years, but isn't that all of them? That's that's That <laughs> sounds like about all of them, don't it? Cuz I don't know how many people can afford Teslas and of the people who can afford them, how many people actually went out and bought them. You know what I mean? 475,000 of them? Yowzers. Yeah, that's that's pretty that's pocket breaking, bro. And then and and that that recall, I wonder how many of those vehicles have been sent out to to uh to the Uber fleets because you remember we were talking about how they were sending out cars to Hertz and then Hertz was gonna middleman them to Uber drivers. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder what the the defect is that they're recalling them on, but right. four hundred and seventy five thousand vehicles, <laughs> bro. What's up with, with Elon? But this is what I mean. Like, these guys, the technology will one day be great. But these guys, they never want to take the time it takes to develop it properly. They don't want to put the time and effort into developing these these things properly with the with the right amount of um, you know, testing and 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 uh stress tests and things of that nature. No, they they rather put planned obsolescence into their machines so that they can make sure that there's, you know, your cyclical consumption of it can keep going. But they, they're not interested in, in creating quality products. You know what I mean? Like, to recall for, to have a defect that is in 475,000 items that you sell and what you're selling is highly complex vehicles, bro, these guys are not going to save us, man. The billionaires are not going to deflect the comet. I promise you. They're not going to deflect it. They won't. If we leave it in their hands, it's a it's a wrap. It's not going to end well for anyone. And and you know that's I'm telling you, man. That's the lessons of that movie are really gonna they're gonna run deep, man. And and it really hit home when I say that it was it's the Forrest Gump for the contemporary 2020 uh, American. It really is. Like the 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 uh the behavior of the the people like Leonardo DiCaprio's character is I think what the average American thinks of themselves, just a highly intelligent average person who's capable of saving the world. And it's like, if we lived in a world that was just maybe, 
<laughs> if we lived in a world that was meant to empower people like that, maybe, but we don't. We don't. You know, like I really, I, I want to. I'm probably gonna have to sit down and write something about that because I really do feel like Leonardo's DiCaprio, uh, Leonardo's character in Don't Look Up is a, very much analogous to Forrest Gump, Forrest Gump's character in the title movie, like. It's so emblematic of of just the the zeitgeist of the moment. But yeah, moving on from that, dude. Did you see Ghislaine Maxwell got found guilty? <laughs> Bruh, countdown begins. Bruh, what are you ki- kidding me? They sealed that case already. They sealed it and said that the sentencing will not be made public. Bruh, she she did it, man. She ain't snitching nobody. That's all they said. That's all you gotta do. Just don't snitch. Just don't snitch. They, she gonna be all right. Ghislaine, they found her guilty. She gonna go to some Norwegian prison, you know what I mean, where they where they don't even stay in the cells for, for most of the time. And she'll be fine, you know what I mean? Like, that was the thing I didn't get about Jeffrey. Like, Jeffrey Epstein, he looked like he was about to fold because they, they were like, you gotta sit in there for a while. It looks too obvious if we get you right out. You gotta go sit in there for a while. And he's like, I'm snitching. You know what I mean? Because you know niggas love to say that shit. As soon as they gotta do a little bit of their own time, they quick to be like, I'm snitching. And they're like, oh, word? Oh, word. Baby go night-night. You know that? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, they don't play that shit. And Ghislaine was like, okay, I got the message. <laughs> Loud and clear. Yo, but why did they sealed up that case real quick? You can't get none of the depositions. <laughs> like that shit is under FOIA for the next That's twenty funny. years or some bullshit. They ain't letting nobody know because we all know, we all know. Just even if she wasn't snitching, they she said some shit. She said some shit that that was that was pretty damning. Cause like in those cases, like if you can't, if you don't definitively, they asked probably some very specific questions. And if the, and if you don't um, definitively answer and you try to plead the fifth, you're telling you're answering. <laughs> Everyone knows what you mean when you plead the fifth on a lot of this shit. Besides, they don't really give a fuck at that point because they already have all the evidence they need anyway. Mm-hmm. Pleading oh, the yeah. fifth, them asking you the question is just whether or not you're going to tack perjury onto the rest of the shit they already got you for. Yeah, man. And so I'm I'm interested to see to see if if we ever find out. Like who who was actually brought up and incriminated in this case? Cause I thought cause that's super super janky that they sealed that case so quickly. Like why can't we get any? That's a that's a public case, you know. That that was the state versus her. Those were big time uh, 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 allegations brought up against her that she was found guilty of. So yeah, we have a a right to know. I guess just not now. You ain't got enough money to find out what's your Damn. what the information in that case. Damn, my pocket's too low to know the truth. Oh man, that's, that's what they try to tell you. But yeah. Yeah, and other uh judicial news. Um this is I think gonna be another one that's gonna shape up to be another large, large settlement. You have Tiva uh Tiva Pharma in New York being found guilty of being complicit to to um the deaths in the opioid crisis. Nice. Another one. Yo, so that's Ohio, New York, Nebraska, and Oklahoma both have cases pending right now. Um I don't know if Florida's ever going to not be 
fucking terrible. So I doubt they'll, they, and you know, Florida, I think, was in the top three in terms of deaths from the opioid crisis. Yeah. They were number one in pills. You remember, yo, bruh, we lived in Hollywood, Florida at the time in which Hollywood, Florida was known as the pill mill of America, man. Mm-hmm. Billions of pills went through that place, man. And, you know, I don't know if they're ever going to really own up. You remember when one of the homeboys was trying to open up? He's like, yo, I can open a, a, a rehabilitation clinic is what they were calling them. But those shits was pill mills. I was like, mm, I don't know, my man. Sounds real janky. <laughs> but yeah, dude, like everybody was doing it. And that's how they do it. That's how it always ends up happening. Um, Whenever you see there's an epidemic of fraud in a given industry, um, it's because they have deprofessionalized the administrative bureaucracy of it. So do you remember... Um, there was a time in Florida where everybody was a mortgage broker. Like, everybody was a mortgage broker. Yeah, yeah. Everyone was getting a license, my nigga. Mm -hmm. It was absurd. Like, if you weren't, if you didn't have a job, you were in school to be a mortgage broker type of shit. Well, what ended up happening? The 2008 mortgage crisis. There was an epidemic of mortgage fraud. Why? Because they deprofessionalized the administrative class that was making sure that loans were going out. Because, look, mortgage brokers, those are the people who are establishing the loans. That was the that was the one area that was targeted to deprofessionalize. And so what ended up happening is you had an epidemic of fraud. Because if you're not a professional, if you don't go to school for something for years and dedicate your life to learning the right way to do it, what are the odds you're going to do it in a in a faithful fashion, in an ethical fashion? Not even just out of wanting to. What is the, What are the chances you're going to know how to do something ethically in an industry if you haven't really done it after six months of doing a, a rudimentary class at best? Something that people dedicate their lives to doing. Real estate mortgage brokerage. You know what I mean? Like, to deprofessionalize something like that is going to make it susceptible to fraud, you know? And you see you see it there. You see it in the tech sector. You see it all over the tech sector. When, when, when the whole uh, administrative class became deprofessionalized, what ended up happening is you started getting these, these workplaces of terribly toxic culture. Because the people who, because the managerial class, when it comes to uh, things like tech development, is very important. Is very important be- for fostering the culture of work. Okay, and when you 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 shunt people to the top that that have toxic you know ideologies, you know it comes reflected. And so yeah, you know, we gotta we we definitely gotta work on that. You know. It's definitely not something that I think is going to change immediately, but it'll definitely help if we if we if we can start identifying these things. You know what I mean? But yeah, moving on from that, uh, you know, I just want to point out, like, I've been seeing all of these uh, this stuff on the on the the news about the overrun in testing that's going on, and I I think it's weird because. Most places that I've been to, like if you look at our local Kaiser uh, Permanente, they never have more than a thirty-minute wait for a COVID test. Um, 
places around the city, I believe, and, I, and we're talking about uh, uh, Los Angeles City. I'm not seeing any places that are overwhelmingly backed up. Now, most of the places I'm hearing about are where Kaiser uh, Permanente hospitals are not proliferated, which I think that's a real scandal going on here, is that where is the proliferation of of medical services despite having unprecedentedly high vaccination rates? Like, we're at close to 80% vaccination rate, and and people are still not questioning why the hospitals are being overrun. Is it because their capacity is so low that any amount of COVID patients would overrun them? That they are literally designed to a, a, a model that can only serve a certain amount? And it's because their business model of most hospitals has come to the point where they only have a, the amount of staff and resources available to them for the moment. They don't keep large stocks of stuff, especially not after COVID has been going on for this long. And so where is the policy to help alleviate that? Because that, I think, is far more uh, uh, scandalous that Kaiser Permanente, after two years of COVID-19... We're going into 2022, two years of COVID-19 has yet to get their footing on distributing, because Kaiser Permanente is the biggest medical distributor in America at this point. You know, they have Kaiser Permanente as an insurance company, because don't forget, they're not just a medical provider, they are an insurance provider. So they're playing both ends of the spectrum. You know, they have been failing on both ends of this. And 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 Joe Biden has just been pumping fucking money into this company. Sitting here saying there's no fucking federal answer to this. But yet he's willing to pump federal money into this company that has done n- literally nothing to establish their uh their their supply chain and their ability to actually administer the level of care needed to deal with even any amount of covid patients. But yet they'll continue to blame the unvaccinated, despite the fact that vaccinated people are being hospitalized at, at a similar rate. Like, it's just the amount of, of, of that they're willing to push the responsibility back onto the public for their personal failings as a federal government and as private medical uh, providers is crazy. It's crazy. And there's no amount of federal vaccine mandates that's going to fix this. The, they don't seem to understand like vaccines was never going to be the answer for such a fast mutating virus. It never was going to be the answer. It was going to be a robust response in the medical system, enhanced social policies to deal with the transmission, whether it's, it's, you know, proliferation of sanitizer and mask wearing and things of that nature. Vaccines were never going to be the answer to this ever. It, they never were. And and it's so it's becoming so clear the more that they push it and the more that there's vaccines and the the the, the impact of it on the on the, the economy is still the same. New York is still threatening shutdowns. You've got places all over still detecting variants. It's like listen, you know, at some point they're gonna have to really stop blowing smoke up our asses and 
And I'm glad to see that there's starting to be, you know, some federal support for protein substrate vaccines, which is the technology that is more readily understood and 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 uh, has a better proliferation in, in terms of the vaccine industry. Uh, it, now that they're finally making some moves towards that, we might get more um, effective vaccines. But they've already waited so long, you know, and they always like to tell the the hypothetical statistics. X amount of people were were saved from being hospitalized by taking the vaccine, which is imp- fucking possible to know. It's impossible to know who was saved from being vaccinated because of the uh, of the vaccinated uh, of the vaccine. But it, it they love to use these hypothetical uh, 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 situations and statistics to convince people to do shit. But what about the the hypotheticals of why didn't you support all of these things earlier because they were present, they were present and available, and people were were off, uh, were were attempting to lobby the interest of the government to get study for these these more effective vaccines. But no, there was a there was a overabundance of support for vaccines that had no that that it had no known efficacy. Look at they can't even push the J and J one no more. They they're trying to tell you if you got the J and J shot. Get the Moderna bo- booster because that J and J shit, a little bit sketchy, little bit sketchy. You know what I mean? Like, you know, they they jump so fast to tell you that to trust them. They know what they're saying. This is what the science says. They don't want to present you with the science. They don't want to actually come through on that end of it. But you know, they want you to trust what they're doing, and it sucks because it really puts us all in danger. It just puts us all in danger because we don't actually have the information we need to move, you know, in a safe and effective way. That's why, you know, the only way, you know, we're ever going to make it out of this is if, you know, at large people choose to make better decisions. Is And that's always been the case with this. It's never been a situation where vaccines are going to get it or modern medicine is what we need to get out of this. But... We'll see. It's never been a, a very heartening um, thought that uh, our our future relies on Americans making good decisions. It's definitely not not their strong suit. It's definitely not something that uh, if you if you were to ask people around the world if they feel comfortable with the the the, the fate of the future lying in <laughs> in the uh, uh, the American public making better uh, decisions. I don't think that they would feel good about that, you know, it would, rightfully so. <laughs> but yeah, yeah this is a good track record, though. Yeah, do we? I don't know, man. Here, we'll we'll wrap with this because you know I was looking at 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 uh, the final numbers for the Biden budget, uh, the fiscal year budget that they just did, um, the one that just wrapped up in December, I believe. Yeah, and it's absurd. The Pentagon asked for, I think, $70 billion. billion. They got $77 billion. So they got more than they asked for. They had $600 billion slated for, uh, for social spending and social prog- programs. They got $55 billion, bro. They cut over $500 billion out of their social. All stuff that they promised, that they promised and were elected on. Stuff that they can easily pass because they already got the votes for it. 
They got the mandate from the people to do these things. And they cut all of that shit. All of it. Like, they got... 55 billion out of 600 billion is absurd, dude. Is absurd. And I don't understand what the American people see in this. When they see that, don't they see that, oh, isn't that a fuck you? Isn't that a fuck you? Like, if if I tell you, hey, I'm going to perform X, Y, Z, and you're like, all right, cool, you have my support. And then I walk up to you and I and I hand you no X, no Y and no Z. And and Y and Z were important to you. And I just and I offer you no explanation, no nothing, and I tell you you shouldn't have expected it. That's a fuck you in my opinion. I say, and, and it doesn't matter what those those variables are filled with. That's just bad faith negotiations. If you run on a platform that says you are going to do X, Y, and Z with with your social spending, and you cut 90% of that, and you look at me in my face and tell me, yeah, you're getting what you asked for. I'm gonna I'm gonna take that as a fuck you. I'm gonna take that as a real fuck you. And and I really don't know how else the American people take that. You know, like I really don't. I don't understand what goes on in the head of, of, of people who still vote Democratic, who still trust that. Like, I know their lives feel comfortable. I'm sure that that's, that's why they, they, they subscribe to the ideology that they do. But this man is clearly lying. Just look at the numbers. Because clearly none of what, what was cut affected them. This wasn't the social spe- spending that affects, you know, the, the kind of people who still vote Democratic. But... When you just look at the numbers and you see that there, he's still increasing Pentagon spending, for what? We're literally getting out of wars and this nigga is spending more money on the Pentagon. It just doesn't make sense. Like, it's sociopathic. You know, like, how much more can these, these people insult you, behave in insane ways, knowing that, you know, that money could really be used to to reduce some of this infrastructure. Like all of that infrastructure bill we were talking about, that's where the money is. That's where it is. Right fucking there. We see that they're taking it and they're they're either disregarding it or they're shifting it to Pentagon spending. It's absurd. You know, I just I just don't understand what people see when they look at this and they don't and they and they see the numbers. And they don't see something that is openly toxic and ignoring them and not governing and not organizing their resources in a healthy way. But alrighty. Thank you guys for joining us. I appreciate you for, for coming to the studio for another one. If you enjoyed yourself, please uh, go ahead and subscribe to us on anchor.fm or on patreon.com. You could also follow me on the social medias. You can find me on Twitter at Korea underscore T or at home Heron. You can also find me on Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast. And you can find me on Instagram at RicoGVO. And remember, guys, time is only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly will learn from. Have a great one, guys. Peace. Take it easy. Happy New Year, everybody. I know we were a little bit premature with that last time. Man, this is new. It's all the same. You feel me? <laughs> Two days, three days, it's still the New Year. Still accurate. Yeah, 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 yeah. See you next year. <laughs>